Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Manuel Laredo was a ruthless outlaw who, with his gang, terrorized the Southwest Territory. Manuel was fearless in a reckless sort of way, and neither the threats of any man nor the pleas of any woman could turn him from his purpose. But there was one soft spot in Manuel's makeup that even his men respected. He had a strong protective feeling for a child, any child. And on more than one occasion, his plans had been changed by the unexpected presence of a child. For instance, when Manuel and his gang held up a stage known to be carrying a wealthy cattle buyer from the east. In a few minutes, senors, this stage, she should be coming along the trail. Then we shall leave this arroyo and stop it at the bottom of the hill. I uh, I have here the cattle buyer and the coach carries much money with him. Yeah, man, well, about 10,000, I say. We can use that amount of cash, all right. See, Tex, you and I shall get to him in the coach. 
while the others take care of the driver and the guard. Hey, I hear the stage coming now. It'll be around the turn in a minute. Guess we better hit leather man, Will. It'll be time to get out there in another minute. Or That's two. right, Tex. Mount the horses, everyone. Right. Steady, boy. Now have your guns ready. We shall go now. Get up there. Keep them covered on the boots, senors. Come, Tex. We shall go to the coach. All right. Open the coach door. I have the gun ready to give the cattle buyer a bullet if he resists. Outlaws. Uh, please, I'm unarmed. My little girl, she's frightened. Oh, Don't Daddy, it... don't let them hurt us. Oh, Daddy, they'll shoot us. I'm afraid. No, honey. Uh, well, he's half a little girl with him, Tex. Yeah. Get out, you, and hand over that cash you got. Wait, wait, Tex. Oh, please don't hurt Daddy. Please. Oh, so you, you think we have come to harm your father, little one. Don't be afraid now. It is but a joke we play, eh, Tex? What is your name, little girl? Patricia. So, it is a very pretty name, no? When you talk to your friends, you shall tell them, Manuel is a very nice hombre. He would not hurt my papa, no? You're not going to let us go? Oh, see, of course, my little Patricia. You must not be frightened. Close the coach door, Tex. But the cash, I Close the door. You are frightening my little amiga. We shall leave now. Adios, Patricia. Goodbye. Get to your saddle, Tex. Of all the crazy... Do not make me angry with you, Tex. Manuel, he does not frighten children. But I shall not hesitate to use a bullet on you. Come, senors, we are finished here. Get up. Get up. Get up. But on other occasions, Manuel was hard and quick to use his gun, such as when he and his gang held up the cafe in Pecos. Hey, hey, it's a hold-up, the Laredo gang. See, si, see, si, this is a hold-up. Line up over there with your hands up, all of you. He can't get away with this. Oh, you ask a bullet, eh? Now we shall get your cash, amigos. Any other foolish one will also get one of Manuel's bullets. A week later, Sheriff Austin of Pecos sat in his office with one of his deputies looking over some new handbills. As the door opened, he looked up. Then a surprised expression crossed his face. Huh. Look at there, Fred. A boy about nine or ten years old wearing a gun belt and a gun. Yeah. Hey, son, is that a real gun you got there? Sure it is. By thunder, your dad will wear your hide for sneaking off with his gun. Fact is, I'll see that he does, sonny. Kids like you have to learn that playing with a gun is mighty dangerous. Now hand it over pronto. Take off that gun belt, and then I'll take you home. What? Sit down and stop gabbing so much, will you? (laughs) What? (laughs) The kid's trying to play tough, Sheriff. No, I'm not trying to play tough, mister. But I get riled quick like when an hombre like the sheriff here tries to tell me what to do. (laughs) Well, of all... Listen to the button, will you? And don't call me button, mister. For two pins, I... Hey, look out! Hey, duck, quick! (laughs) Oh, you sure can't move fast when you have to. Look at the sheriff down behind the desk. There. I'll uh, holster my gun so you can stop shaking. Gosh, Sheriff, for a kid, he sure learned to handle a gun like a grown-up. Son, your fun's over. I'll take that gun. And when I see your father, by (laughs) thunder, I'll see he gets fined for letting you get a hold of it. (laughs) 
<laughs> you sure were scared, Sheriff. Man alive, you flop behind that desk like a turkey buzzard. For a youngin', you sure talk up mighty fresh. Look, I come in here to talk to you man to man. <laughs> man to man, that's a hot one. Great day. What are kids coming to these days? Oh, quit that kid stuff. I'm Tiny Martin, formerly with Corey's Traveling Carnival. Laredo's gang robbed the carnival, burned the wagons, and shot old man Corey. I was away at the time, but it put me out of a job. I come here to get sworn in as a deputy so as I can help catch that ornery no-good coyote. Holy smoke, Sheriff. I saw that carnival once over Dry Rock. Now I remember this tiny Martin, the little man. Why, he's 21 years old. <laughs> That's right. I'm always being taken for a 9- or 10-year-old boy, but it comes in handy sometimes. Roll the stage for half fare today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be doggone <laughs> if this don't beat all. <laughs> for a few minutes, you scared the witch out of me waving that gun of yours around. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> I can handle a gun as well as any hombre in Pecos, I reckon. But how about it, Sheriff? Can you use a little help in rounding up Manuel Laredo and his gang? <laughs> well, now, if you're the little help you're talking about, I reckon maybe I can. <laughs> I suppose you come here with some kind of plan in mind, eh, Tiny? Yep, I did. Now, if you and that deputy will sit down and, and stop staring at me as if I'd just been caught at the cookie jar, <laughs> I'll have that man-to-man talk I mentioned a while ago. Late that afternoon, the Lone Ranger and Toto rode the trail through the hills near Pecos. As they rounded a turn in the trail, they drew rein as they came face to face with Tiny Martin on horseback. Hold it, hold Don't draw that gun. Oh, that sure was a quick draw, mister. Kimasabi, why you draw gun on young boy? He has a voice and appearance of a ten-year-old, Tonto. But I recognize him as Tiny Martin, 21 years old, who used to be with the Cory Carnival. And he's an expert marksman. Oh. <laughs> you seem to know a lot, mass man, like you just told the Indian. I'm a good shot, and not many hombres can outdraw me like you did. Oh, him fool me plenty. <laughs> if you hadn't taken me by surprise when you came around the bend, I'd have been playing a little kid. Now I suppose you'll take me to your gang leader, Laredo. No, uh, we're not outlaws, Martin. Well, you got a mask on, haven't you? Yes, but I'm on the side of the law. Holy mackerel. Wait a minute. Old man Corey told me about an hombre who wore a mask and, and rode a white stallion. You must be the Lone Ranger. That's right. I heard about Corey's death at the hands of Laredo and his gang. Yeah, and that's why I'm down this way, trying to get a line on that sneaking coyote. I see. The sheriff in Pecos made me a deputy. I noticed your badge. <laughs> well, me think at first, you young boy playing deputy <laughs> sheriff. <laughs> Sometimes I get a big kick out of fooling people. What they don't realize is that you think and act like a man, Martin. I admire both your courage and your ability in handling a gun. Oh, uh, do you have any sort of plan for getting a line on Laredo? Yeah. I was heading for Dry Rock when I met you. I plan to take the stage back to Pecos in the morning. Well, how does that figure in the plan you have? Ah, me not savvy. The sheriff in Pecos is spreading the word around that the stage will carry a large sum of money. We figure Laredo will get wind of it. Go on. Well, he and his gang will hold up the stage. We figure they're in the territory of this side of the Pecos River. So the sheriff and his men will wait at the river in hiding, then follow the stage. Oh, what then? I'll ride in the coach. The garden driver will reach as soon as I see the outlaws coming. They, they'll say the money box is in the coach. Laredo will open the coach door, and I'll pretend to be a scared young boy. 
Yes, we've heard of the way he reacts to children. Yeah. Well, he'll holster his gun like he does when he sees a kid. Then I'll suddenly get the drop on him and tell him to make his men throw down their guns. The guard will fire two shots as a signal. Then we'll keep the outlaws covered while the sheriff and the posse ride in and take over. Hmm. It's a daring and dangerous plan as far as you're concerned, Martin. Ah. Little man mighty brave to do that. <laughs> Size don't count when an hombre has a gun to back him up and knows how to use it. Yes, that's true. But if something went wrong and Laredo realized too soon that you weren't just a boy, he... Oh, I guess that's a chance I gotta take, Mask Man. Uh, look, Tiny. Suppose Todd and I help out in this plan of yours. Oh, sure, but, but how? Uh, you go on to Dry Rock. We'll follow. I'll disguise myself as a rancher, then I'll get on the stage with you. We'll both ride in the coach in case one of Laredo's men come with him. Say, you can pose as my dad. That'll be even better. <laughs> All right. Tano can trail the stage from Dry Rock and join the sheriff at the river. You go ahead now. I'll join you in Dry Rock in time to board the stage. Later, during the early evening, one of Manuel Laredo's men, who had been in Pecos, entered the hideout cabin back in the hills. Ah, you're back early, Red. You have perhaps bring news from town, no? I got news, all right, Manuel. Well, well, what is it? Speak up. I hear talk in town about a cash shipment coming in on the stage from Dry Rock tomorrow. So, that is most interesting. Yeah, I figured you'd want to know. But I also found out something I wasn't supposed to hear, Manuel. Huh? The sheriff has sent a special deputy to Dry Rock to come back as a passenger on the stagecoach. Mm. Uh, this special deputy, you'll hear what he is like, perhaps? No, I couldn't find that out. Mm. Uh, well, no matter. I shall let Tex lead the gang to hold up the stage. Tex? Why aren't you going to lead us yourself? Because me, I shall be a passenger on the stage, too. Holy mackerel, Manuel. You're liable to be recognized. Hmm, no, I don't think so, amigo. There is a large woman from my country who runs a boarding house in Dry Rock. Once she was a stage actress. Hey, what's she got to do with it? I am quite slim, Red. The senora in Dry Rock, she will disguise my features. Give me skirts, a cloak, also a bonnet with a veil. Then I shall get on the stage posing as a woman. Holy smoke. Yeah, but your voice will give you away. <laughs> no, senor, it will not. Well, dog, oh, oh, oh. That will do, Red, for the little talking I might have to do. I shall tell the others my plans. Then I will ride to Dry Rock tonight. The sheriff's special deputy will not live to return to Pecos. When the stage arrives tomorrow, he will be found in the coach, dead. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. When the Lone Ranger and Tonto met Tiny Martin and learned of his plan to capture Manuel Laredo and his gang, the masked man suggested that they help with the plan. It was agreed that the Lone Ranger and Tonto would go to Dry Rock, and that after disguising himself as a rancher, the Lone Ranger would ride in the coach of the stage along with Tiny. But unknown to them, Manuel decided upon hearing that a special deputy was to ride the stage to put on a disguise also and ride as a passenger. The following morning, when the Lone Ranger and Tiny approached the stage, Manuel in female disguise was already seated in the coach. <laughs> Gotta hand it to you, my friend. I'd never suspect you being who you really are. You did a good job making yourself look like a middle-aged rancher. Oh, thanks. That little boy suit you're wearing makes you look your part, too. Oh, looks as though there's to be another passenger. A woman is seated in the coach. Uh-oh. She doesn't know what she's in for. Guess it can't be helpful. Here we are. I, I better start putting on the kid act. Hurry up and get in, mister, if you and the boys going on this stage. All right, driver. Get in, son. Oh, gosh, Pop. I wish we could ride up on top. Uh, you'll be safer inside. Get in. All right, Pop. Uh, don't bump against the lady, son. Ah, uh, I'll sit here next to the lady, son. You sit on the opposite seat. Oh, gee, I don't like... Oh, I suppose I have. Get along, man. Get up, Get up, Are you going to Pecos too, ma'am? See, si. Of course, my boy. Gosh, you sound like you have a cold. Have you, ma'am? Oh, quiet, son. Don't disturb the lady. My, my throat. She's not feel good. Well, that's too bad. Now, please don't mind the boy's question. Oh, these boys, they're most curious. Yes, they are. Why do you wear that veil, ma'am? Why do you? Most ladies wear veils when they travel, Junior. Oh. Well, I'm awful sleepy being up so early. Will you wake me up when we get to the river if I go to sleep for a while? Will you, Pop? Yes, take a nap if you want to. When we come to the bridge across the river, I'll wake you. Get in! Come on, Following the orders left by Manuel, Tex rode from the hideout with the gang toward the place along the trail where they planned to stop the stage. Tex and Red talked as they rode. We have plenty of time to get there, Red. Good thing you found out about that special deputy the sheriff sent to ride the stage. Yeah, boss will take care of him. <laughs> I bet his eyes will pop when the woman passenger riding with him suddenly gets a drop on him and turns out to be Manuel Laredo. <laughs> yeah. I like to see the expression on that hombre's face when it happens. Well, he doesn't know it, but he's on his last stage ride right now. Manuel plans to plug him and send the body on to town in the stagecoach. Yeah, I know. Manuel draw on that deputy when he is uh, shooting at the stage. I told the men to be sure to shoot high so a chance bullet won't hit Manuel. Think the deputy will get wise? Manuel better not talk. Uh, he'll give himself away. Oh, Manuel can put it over all right. Uh, we don't have to worry about that. Manuel knows a woman in Dry Rock. Used to be a stage actress. So you'll see that he's fixed up, right? Yeah, Manuel told me she'd fix his disguise. Well, let's move along a bit faster. No use taking any chance of the stage coming in ahead of time. Right, all right, get up. Get up there. Come on, get up there.
Tiny Martin had yawned and said he felt sleepy in the coach of the stage, he drew his feet up under him on the seat in childlike fashion and closed his eyes. Neither the Lone Ranger nor Manuel spoke again until the stage approached the bridge across the Pecos River. Then the Lone Ranger, disguised as a middle-aged rancher and pretending to be Tiny's father, reached out and touched Tiny Martin. Wake up, son. We're going to cross the bridge in a minute. Oh, golly. I must have slept a long time. Yes, we'll soon get to Pecos. Here's the bridge. After the stage crossed the bridge, the three men rode in tense silence. Manuel didn't for a moment suspect that the small boy on the seat across from him was a clever-minded adult in spite of his size. The outlaw chief took it for granted that the Lone Ranger was the special deputy, but he was puzzled by the presence of the boy. Yet Manuel decided to go through with his plan to kill the special deputy. His gun, cleverly concealed by the folds of the female garb he wore, was tucked into his belt. He listened as Tiny began to prattle childishly. Did outlaws ever hold up this stage, Pop? Did they? I think outlaws have stopped it once or twice in the past. Oh, golly. Would you be scared, lady, if we got held up, would you? Perhaps so, little boy. Don't let the boys talk worry you, ma'am. I won't worry, senor. The Lone Ranger turned and glanced sharply at the veiled figure beside him. And it was at that moment that the suspicion which had suddenly taken root in his mind proved to be true, but too late for him to act on it. Reach, senor, and do not move. Manuel had moved with lightning speed, and the Lone Ranger realized a gun was pointed at his side. He raised his hands and sat staring at the figure beside him. Very clever disguise. I'd only just begun to suspect. See, of course, Manuel Laredo was known to be very clever, senor. I intended to shoot you without warning, but the boy's presence prevented me from doing so. When he is out of the coach, then I shall do it. Manuel Laredo, huh? Drop that gun, I'm covering you. <laughs> the boy, he is tough, make-believe lawman, no? No, he's really Tanny Martin, 21 years old and an expert shot. Manuel was smart enough not to turn his gaze from the Lone Ranger. And as he sat half-turned on the seat, Tiny stood up and pressed his gun against Manuel's half-turned back. Now you know I have a gun on you, Laredo. A while ago, sitting across from you, I noticed the edges of your trousers showing a bit below that dress and cloak. So I was ready for your move. Now drop your gun. No, little senor, I shall not. Perhaps we shoot together, eh? And this hombre who played at being your papa will die as I planned. And my gang will kill you, senor Tiny Martin. The Lone Ranger from the corner of the coach saw Tex appear quietly at the coach door behind Tiny. He realized he had to act fast to save both Tiny's life and his own. And as Tex, hand-holding a gun, came into sight through the open window of the coach door... The Lone Ranger suddenly brought both arms downward in a lightning move. With one, he struck Manuel's gun, knocking it to the floor. And with the other, he drew his own gun and fired at Tex. Caramba, he's too quick for me. Crouch down, keep him covered, Tiny. Don't make a move, Laredo. I'll try to hold off the rest of his gang. Just something went wrong. Tex got shot. Use your gun. No, no, do not shoot. I might get hit. Don't shoot into the coach. Manuel's in trouble in there. Hold your fire. The deputy got the drop on him. Hey, help me out of my horse. Let's get away from here. Don't leave me. Wait. Do not go. Ozzy's coming. Yeah, it was a plan to trap us. Right. Danny Martin and the sheriff planned it. Martin is a special deputy, not I. Watch Laredo, Tiny. I'm going to help the posse. Quickly, the Lone Ranger took in the situation. The trail ran through a narrow canyon, and the stage had stopped a few yards from the narrow pass to the plains beyond. 
Already, the posse closed off the outlaw's retreat behind the stagecoach. The Lone Ranger, keeping the stage and horses between himself and the outlaws, quickly raced to the boulders near the small pass. Then he turned, and from his vantage point, he kept the outlaws from leaving. For a few moments, the battle waxed hot and heavy. Then the sheriff and posse moved in and captured them. They stood in a dejected group as the sheriff and his men dismounted. You all right, Kimasabi? Yes, Toto. Is this the friend you told us about, Indian? Isn't that right. Well, he sure did a good job of turning the tables on the Laredo gang and holding them here till we moved up on him. Look here in the coach, Sheriff. Great day. Tiny Martin holding a gun on a woman. This ornery coyote isn't a woman, Sheriff. This is Manuel Laredo himself. Manuel Laredo? Holy mackerel, I wondered about him. I'll get out He's all yours, Sheriff. All right, you come, over. come out of there, Laredo. Uh, you, you have triggers. And as for you, my very little friend, get out of my way. Why don't you pick on somebody your own size, Laredo? That overthrown bully would be afraid to. Oh, perhaps, my tall friend, you consider yourself my size, eh? I'd like to give a beating to such as you. And you'll have your chance to try it right now. Uh, this is what I think of you, senor. That does it. This will be a pleasure. Manuel was wiry and tough, and many a man had gone down under his sledgehammer blows. He faced the lone ranger with a sneering smile on his lips as they fought. But gradually the smile disappeared, and a look of panic took its place as the outlaw began to realize that the slim, steel-muscled man before him was more than his match. Look out! Manuel wanted to get away from the telling blows, and he began swinging wildly. But I'll beat you down, senor! I'll kill you! Sack him one for me, mister! Ask him on the chin! All right, Tiny. This is for you! Oh! Oh, wait! Please, senor, wait! I am through! No more, please! <laughs> Man alive, you sure took the boasting out of him, mister. Just about cut him down to my size. (laughs) Tiny, in spite of your size, Laredo has to admit you're a man. We all got to admit that, mister. Size doesn't determine the man. Your courage, bravery, and clever thinking, Tiny, brought about the downfall of Laredo and his gang. Otto, did you bring Silver here? Ah, him with Scout and other side stagecoach. Good enough. Adios, Tiny. The sheriff couldn't have a better deputy. Let's go, Tonto. Goodbye, mister. Adios, Adios, mister. Adios. You know, that stranger is my idea of a real man. Yeah. Yeah. Who is he, anyway? Do you know who he is, sheriff? No. All I know is he's a friend of the Indian. Well, I know who he is. You know, sheriff, he's one hombre who treated me like a man the first time he met me. He's sure a friend worth having. He usually wears a mask, but to trick Laredo, he left it off and disguised his features instead. You see, Sheriff, he's the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.